Welcome Wildcats to the Weber State Weekly Women's Hoop Show. We're a member of the Big Sky Podcast Network. I'm your host, Colby Peterson. On the show today, we have Weber State's own Jessica Euler. Jessica, how are you doing? Doing pretty dang good. Glad to hang out with y'all tonight. Yeah, doing double duty this week. Jessica and I talked volleyball last night, and now we're here talking women's hoops tonight. And I uh, appreciate you for taking the time, man, because I know it's a, it's a bit of a time commitment, but I'm glad that you're always uh, up and willing to talk some talk some sports with us. And we got some pretty dang awesome women here. So glad we get to hang out with them. Yeah. And now we've also got Brooke Minnick again with us this week. Brooke, thanks so much for taking some time. I know you took a trip this week. Got to see Carrie Underwood live in Vegas. How was that? Amazing. Yeah, <laughs> As usual. Amazing. Yeah, she's kind she's of always like, amazing. <laughs> yeah, I live here in Nashville and she's uh, she's a big deal around here. I think she's from here or something like that. She's from Chicago, Oklahoma, but she oh. lives there now. But yeah, she lives in Nashville. But, so like big yeah. deal, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> anyway, so it sounds like it was an awesome trip. It's always fun to go to Vegas. Yeah. Uh, this week on the show, we got a pl- another player interview. We're going to be talking to junior forward Darren Hickok. Talk to her a little bit about her journey to Weber State and uh, talk about the success that the, that the ladies are having right now. Uh, had a, a statement win, I think, against her hometown team on Saturday in Portland State. So we'll talk to her a little bit about that. And then uh, we're going to go and do a recap of the two games last week, the one on Thursday night against Northern Arizona down in Flagstaff. Then we'll talk about the game uh, at Portland State up in Portland, which, like I said, I think was a statement win for these ladies and showing that they've kind of grown a lot. Uh, Then I've got I've got a segment for our panelists. We're going to be playing fact or whack. I've got some questions for them. They're going to see if we're going to see if they can smell a rat in sort of the uh, the the facts or maybe not facts that I presented about the women's basketball team this season. Uh, before we do all that, we want to encourage everyone to subscribe to the show, whether that's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, any of those places is a good place to get Weber State Weekly. We're also on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Twitter, one of the best places to interact with the Weber State Weekly team, especially on game day. And there are a lot of game days coming up in the coming weeks. And then um, we're on uh, Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash Weber State Weekly. You can join our game day chat. Uh, we'll be in there chatting about hoops and um, a little bit of volleyball. Hopefully, uh, I'll be in there tonight talking some volleyball to see if anybody will talk to me about it, but I'll be in there and we'll also be live tweeting. So a couple of ways you can interact with the Weber State team. We always appreciate you. Also want to shout out our sponsor, Wildcat Rack. Wildcat Rack is one of the best places to get your officially licensed Weber State gear produced right there in Weber County. So go to wildcatrack.com. Holidays are coming up. And if you've got a Wildcat fan in your family or you're a Wildcat fan yourself, because you're obviously listening to the show, you want to pick up some gear for the holidays, check out wildcatrack.com. Always appreciate them supporting Weber State Weekly. So now we want to bring in our player interview. We want to talk to junior forward, Darren Hickok. Darren, thanks so much for taking some time. I know you ladies are on the road this week, but appreciate you. Yes. No, thank you for having me. Yeah, we're really excited. We had Jaden Matthews on last week and talked to her a little bit about uh, the success that you all have had. And then that success continued last week. But I want to, I want to, before we get into the last week and uh, the team this year, I want to, I want to go back to the beginning. You're like I said, at the top of the show, originally from Portland, Oregon. And so what mm-hmm. drew you to the mountains of Ogden, Utah to come and play college basketball for coach V and her staff? I honestly just had a wonderful visit and it was just full of so much like love. And it was just such a culture that I wanted to be a part of. And coach V is just such a great person that I can't, like, I almost can't help, but want to be around her. Just the energy she exudes is just very welcoming and very homey. And one thing that I was worried about when um, picking a school was being homesick and things like that. And honestly, as a freshman, I wasn't even really homesick because she did such a good job of making sure that like we were okay. Um, But I also picked Weaver because she seemed like she had a mission and a goal 
and she had ways to get there and I liked it. And yeah. So the rest was history. Decided taking the trip down yeah. to Ogden, Utah and uh, going to become a wildcat. Yes. And we're glad you did because things I think have gone really, really well thus far. I mean, Jessica or Brooke, uh, question for Darren Hickok. Well, I do want to know, does it feel good to go back home and win when you're there? Man, good is an understatement. (laughs) (laughs) It felt amazing to go home and for my friends and family to see in person the strides, the improvement that we've made as a team and a program. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. I bet that was awesome. So cool to be able to have your home cheering crowd there. So going back to coming to Ogden, you found success right out the gate whenever you started playing here. So you played in 24 games your freshman year, started in half of those, and you even scored a career high 30 points that year against SUU. So how how are you able to start out as a freshman with those kind of stats? Um, I think because one of the things that coach V emphasized was not being a freshman. Mm. She was like, you may be a freshman, you know, like age wise, but skill wise and all these other things, she just built up my confidence so much where I felt like I could go out there and do those things. So just having a coach that believed in me just really helped me do those things. Awesome. Brooke, what about you? Question for Darren. Um, so last year was obviously really weird with COVID and um, it didn't, it also didn't end the way you had hoped, but what did this team learn from last year with COVID and were able to come back and continue to grow, um, continue the growth trajectory that you're in, you're on? Um, I think last year, our team culture took steps that were, were necessary for us to be where we are now. Like now it's such a close sisterhood and we all love each other so much. And I feel like that's evident to people watching, to people that come talk to us, hang out with us, that they can see that we're like a real team. And so I feel like last year, like even with like the quarantining and things like that, it also helped the culture of not taking it for granted. Cause there used to be, there be like, Oh, we have practice. Oh, uh. <laughs> but after COVID we realized how blessed we were like, Oh, no one got COVID, man, thank God. And we get to go practice and we get to go be better and prepare to play another game and beat this team. And so it just kind of gave us another perspective on things. Yeah, because uh, especially in December, about this time last year, uh, there were a couple of non-conference games that you all played in. And then there was a long stretch in the middle of December where you weren't able to play. A bunch mm-hmm. of games ended up getting canceled, like you said, because of COVID protocols. And so it was just, um, just sort of a, a really up and down. You know, It seemed like you all were just starting to get going. And then, mm-hmm. uh, and then things got stopped again. So it's hard to build momentum because uh, I think you were building momentum early in the season and then it yeah. just all gets cut off and then finally get to play again at like the end of December. But you had been off for, I think you guys missed like, it was like 18 days or something. You guys went between mm-hmm. games in December. So it was just this crazy number, but just so, so difficult to kind of have success in that environment where it's just so stop and go, stop and go, stop and go. Yeah. Um, Darren, I wanted to ask you a little bit about this year, though. Um, And and I wanted to talk to you especially about this is now Coach V's fourth season. You talked a little bit Mm -hmm. about what brought you to Weber State, and it was Coach V's, uh, her vision, her her goals for the program, kind of the culture that she's instilled, she and her staff at Weber State. And so Mm -hmm. and it seems like now the 
the, the ball is finally starting to roll for, for the women's team that they're starting to get wins, you know, and even in the, in the losses, they're close losses, you know, but we'll talk about the NAU loss um, in just a few, in a few minutes, but I mean, you all seem to have built something that is now starting to gain traction. And I want to kind of talk about like, what's it like to be in the locker room with her? You know what I mean? Talk to us about her leadership. Cause uh, we've only had coach V on the show one time. And uh, mm-hmm. I think folks would like to get to know her a lot better. Cause it sounds like you all just love her. Yeah, she's great. She's um, every game. She's exactly what we need her to be, whether we're all a little down, she'll take us up to where we're hyped for the game. And if we're all a little too excited, like a little jittery, she'll be like, okay, let's bring it down. Like, this is what we need to do. Let's focus in on these few things. So she's very good about getting us to the level that we need to be at for the game. Um, And honestly, I think my favorite part about coach V is her belief in us. because. Honestly, not a lot of people believe in us. They don't believe in what we can do. And she, before every game, she talks about that. And she tells us to have that chip on our shoulder and to let that fuel us to play the way that we do. And so I just think that she's very motivational. Awesome. Has the locker room changed over the last few years that you've been with Coach B? Has the atmosphere changed? And if so, how? Mm -hmm. Um, the atmosphere with coach V hasn't changed as much. Okay. Um, well, she seems to be, you know, more excited this year mm-hmm. and, uh, back to business, yeah. you know, <laughs> back to a normal yeah. year. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she also is very grateful that COVID is taking the toll that or taking has been taken down a notch a little bit. And so yeah. there's been vaccinations and stuff available. So the season is back to semi-normal, mm-hmm. yeah. but like, um, in the past, the locker room was similar, just wasn't as fun, if that makes sense. Yeah. So. Yeah, we learned a little bit about Rhonda last week. I don't know. Yes. If- yes. <laughs> and that seems to help a lot. Yes, our girl Rhonda. <laughs> so, I mean, I've been putting that out there on on tweets from the Weaver State Weekly account, you know, hashtag Rhonda, because I feel like that when Jaden told us about that, that really felt like that was the identity. And we saw Rhonda. You know, mm-hmm. of course, in the NAU game, which was uh, close, but then especially the game on Saturday where the defense was just so good and things were just clicking. It was like, that's it. Hashtag Rhonda. That's it right now. <laughs> <laughs> we're seeing it. And so I'm coming to the game on the 18th against Tarleton State. And uh, mm-hmm. is that right? Is that who it's against? Yeah, I think yes. that's who it is. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to be there with my poster that says hashtag Rhonda. Like, let's go. So, <laughs> so I mean, Wildcat fans, if you're out there and you're, you know, you're tweeting about we uh, about women's basketball. I mean, always throw that in there, that, that hashtag Rhonda. I feel like every program kind of gets their thing so far, you know, like mm-hmm. the volleyball program's got hashtag a state. And so for for women's basketball this season, I mean, it's going to be hashtag Rhonda because this is it, man. Like that, that good defense, uh, which definitely is, I think, a, a key factor in you all's success early this season. Absolutely. Our defense is, is what's been setting us apart from other teams. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, totally agree. So your first two years in the program um, were Mm -hmm. a a bit rough. Um, I just in terms of wins overall, and it sounds a little bit about just how the team kind of meshed together. How have you remained resilient all of y'all in the face of adversity? Because to come Um, out with this already, is just great. I think because we all knew how good we could be. Okay. So it's like, we all just had hope. Like it's going to get better. We just got to keep going. We just got to keep going, keep going. And we're finally seeing that breaking point. 
And so now it's like, we've got to take it over the top and then we'll be unstoppable. Nice. Awesome. Brooke, any, any last questions for Darren before we let her off? Yeah. Um, so you're a high energy player. Um, you've already been doing so awesome. Um, uh, and you're part of the one, two punch offensively for the, for Weber this season. Um, tell us a little bit about the team's chemistry and how you see yourself within coach V and her staff within the system that coach V and her staff has implemented. Um, can you say that one more time? I'm sorry. <laughs> um, how have you, um, tell us a little bit about the team's chemistry, um, okay. and how you see yourself within coach V system that she's okay. implemented. Um, our team's chemistry is unlike anything it's ever been since I've been here. Mm -hmm. Um, we all have so much trust in each other that if a shot goes up, we feel like it's going to go in. We go to rebound anyways, in case it doesn't, but we have mm -hmm. so much belief in each other. And now we know where one another likes the ball, where they're most effective. And so that's been really helpful as well, learning that about each other. And then as far as me playing within coach V system, I love coach V system because it honestly, it's great for the way that I play. I'm a fast up and down player. I'm really athletic, which is like the key asset of my game. And Coach V likes to play that way. She likes to go up and down, up and down, beat people down the court, and then just pound the ball inside, which is exactly how I am as well. Not really a shooter. I like to get the ball inside. So. Cool. Well, I mean, that's definitely the case because I mean, and you you can see it kind of bear out in the like 46 points in the paint in in the first game this week or last week against NAU. And then I think it was 52 if I double check that really fast, but I think it was 52 points in the paint for you. Yeah. 52 against Portland state. So you can see the desire to go inside out. And like you said, and mm -hmm. get out and run as fast as you can get into transition uh, and get some of those easy buckets. I'm looking at fast break numbers for that game. Cause I think you all, I mean, 13 fast break points of, of the 85 scored, right? So uh, I like to get out and run like to get, out there before the defense really gets set. And I think it breeds success a lot for, for you all. Well, for not being a shooter, for being somebody who gets it inside, you're a pretty dang good shooter. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That was definitely something I had to work on over the summer because yeah. I knew that coming back to the season, people were not going to let me play inside. Yeah. So. Well, and a pretty dang incredible free throw percentage there too. So way, yes. way to go. Thank you. So Darren, uh, last question I, I, I wanted to ask was a little bit about that off season, right? Um, you talked about, um, okay. you had played two seasons at, at Weber state, you know, coming into your junior year had sort of established yourself as a player who liked to play inside uh, a player who had a nose for the ball, liked to rebound and, and, tr and try and get layups in the paint. Um, teams are going to try and, and scheme for that, right? They're going to try and double you. They're going to try and, you know, scheme and push you out of the paint or make you try and shoot the ball from the mid range more. And so, you talked about working on that mid-range game a little bit, trying to extend mm -hmm. your range and become a more um, potent threat outside of the paint. Talk to us a little bit about that process throughout the summer and how you trained to better your game for this junior season. Um, I did a lot of just reps, honestly. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm sure you guys know who Dylan Jones is. Oh, yeah. Um, we love DJ. <laughs> I worked out with him a lot this summer. We were in the gym together. Um, and so he honestly, cause he has such a great eye for the game. Mm -hmm. He just, we would watch film and then we would go work on something that we thought would benefit me. So 
one of the things was people always try to take charges on me. Mm-hmm. So I would mm-hmm. practice going around and stopping and pulling up and just like things like that. Mm-hmm. And just trying to not predict what people are going to do, but have a response for everything that they do. That way I don't just have to just stop scoring. So that was most of what my, what I would do in the summer is just trying to figure out a response to what people, how people defend me yeah, instead that's of awesome. just not scoring. Yeah. I mean, that is pretty incredible. I mean, and DJ, uh, they just announced today, DJ is going to be conference player of the week again this week. I think it's his second yeah. one already. And mm-hmm. so, and uh, what we've only been playing for what, like four weeks. So he's got two of the four. So it's like, yeah. okay, like we got a guy <laughs> here in Ogden. And so awesome to hear yeah. that, you know, not only DJ working on his game, you know, we talked to Kobe McEwen last night about how they've been able to put together their chemistry now eight and no on the season, but also spending time with the women's team, helping develop some of, you, of your game, because obviously, you know, those guys are good and you all are talented. And so working together to kind of share that basketball knowledge at Weber State, because a lot of people, you know, for years said that Weber State is a basketball school. <laughs> years and years. So. Uh, reasonably so yeah so Darren really want to appreciate you taking some time to chat with us here on Weaver State Weekly uh you guys are getting ready to play Colorado State tomorrow uh yes. in Fort Collins but then you will be yes. home on Saturday to take on Tarleton Tarleton State okay that's right and so that game uh I that that's an interesting one because you all are playing at noon on Saturday and then the men's team is playing at 2 30 so you, folks can kind mm-hmm. of show up to the women's game at noon and then stick around for the men's game at 2 30 uh, just a day of basketball for the Wildcats. If you, if you wanted to do yeah. something on, on, on the 11th. Absolutely. So Darren Hickok, thank you so much for chatting with us here on Weber state weekly. We appreciate you. Thank you for having me guys. Thanks. Thank you. Good luck tomorrow. Thank you. All right. We want to thank uh, Darren Hickok for taking a little bit of time to chat with us. Like we said, we know the schedule is really busy, that they're currently on the road uh, getting ready to face Colorado State in Fort Collins. So took a little bit of time to chat with us here on Weber State Weekly. Greatly appreciated. Uh, but now let's turn our attention to the two games that we had last week. Uh, Wildcats were on the road for the set. They were down in Flagstaff, Arizona. Uh, Jade Matthews kind of told us how that works out. They had to fly to Phoenix, drive two hours up north to Flagstaff, 6,000 feet up there play in the walk-up Sky Dome, and then head back down to Phoenix to fly up to Portland to play on Saturday against the Vikings, which we had a three-game set uh, trifecta against the Vikings, which uh, the Wildcats ended up sweeping. Uh, made plenty of good memes about that. If you are, are interested, check out the Instagram account. But uh, yeah, so let's talk about that first uh, game, uh, ladies. Let's talk about uh, NAU because uh, the Wildcats led NAU for most of the way. Like, it was a, it was a pretty convenient. I, I felt like, Oh yeah, they're going to win this. Like they, they just had, they were getting timely baskets, you know, of course, any mistakes they were able to kind of remedy and, and stay up ahead. But then about the five minute mark in the fourth quarter, things just kind of fell apart. And then you get, gets back in the game. They take a short lead. They extend that lead to like four or five. And then it became difficult for the Wildcats to get it back. Uh, what did you ladies feel went wrong that cost the Wildcats the game after playing so well for, like I said, for the majority of the game. Is this one of those times I can use the elevation excuse that we just got tired? That's what I'm going to go with here is <laughs> we're what, almost 3000 feet higher. And um, I, 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 I think they just got tired. It was a close game the whole dang way through. And, you know, at some point with those close games, somebody has got to pull away. And I think, you know, that, that looks to be what happened here. And I, I think it's probably elevation and getting a bit tired. That's a good point. Like, I mean, like you said, almost 3000 feet higher than Ogden. Ogden sits about 4,400 feet. And so, yeah, like it plays a factor for sure. Brooke, what do you, what do you think? What, what kind of cost the Wildcats that game late against Northern Arizona? 
Yeah, I don't know. There was a turnover about that five minute mark that just kind of flipped the game. It wasn't that Weber let down or anything. It just kind of changed because then they went down and took, I think they took the lead or at least got within one or something like that. But it, I don't know. It just was that, that one turnover was pretty much right at that five minute mark and it just kind of flipped the game. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Like turnovers definitely a part of it, but then also it felt like, um, the shots that were kind of falling, like they, for some reason they, they weren't anymore. You know, the looks just weren't yeah. going down anymore because like we said, Wildcats shot really, really well in the paint in that game. I think, what did we say earlier? For like 46 points in the paint in that game. So, I mean, they, they were getting what they wanted close to the basket, high percentage yeah. shots, making it happen. Uh, and, and so let me, let me check the stats really quickly because also three pointers. I mean, this is not a team that shoots a ton of them. Uh, they ended up going one for 10 though, from three. And so just a little bit of struggle from the three-point line and elevation has, I think is a factor there. We've heard head coach Jeremiah Larson for the volleyball team talk about the fact that the ball flies a little bit different when you play at the high elevation down at NAU, or when you play down at sea level at Sac state or down at Portland state, um, it's just a little bit different. Right. And so I wonder if that's also part of it, you know, you're throwing the ball from a long distance like that, you know, poor Corey Penser shot one of six uh, from three-point land. In that one, uh, that's that's she's a little, normally a little bit better than that. that's her that's her calling. Yeah, she yeah. shoots the ball really well. So I don't know. Uh, it's just a little bit of a struggle there. But yeah. um, this went cold. <laughs> yeah, it just went cold, kind of, a, and uh, wasn't able to kind of make up and, and keep that onslaught. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked a little bit about this in the last segment, though, with uh, the interview with Darren Hickok about it's clear that she and Jade Matthews are kind of becoming like the engines, the offensive engines of this mm-hmm. team. They combined for 43 of the Wildcats, 79 points. That's 54% of their points in, in the match against NAU. So uh, it feels like those two are solidified as the two players who kind of lead the team. But we know if you're, if you're a fan of basketball, if you've watched championship teams over, over the years, uh, you always kind of need that third person to kind of step up and that third person kind of plays that role. And that trifecta is usually what can lead a team to success as long as they have good support coming off the bench. Uh, who do you ladies think that that person is? Who's that person that's going to take the next step to become that third person consistently for the Wildcats to kind of lead them to success in the conference? I think my gut instinct is to say Emma is right up there, but I think we've got two players that are in close contention, Emma and Corey, like you just mentioned, um, kind of balance each other out. Um, I, I, I'm going to vote Emma. It's going to be interesting to see at the end of the year, because like I said, really those next two are so close together and how um, they kind of play together and round out the team. But I, I, I think Emma's the third. Okay. I don't know. What are your thoughts, Brooke? Yeah. Um, lately it does seem like Corey's kind of right there, the third person, but I agree it, her and Emma are kind of right there. Um, I'd kind of like to see someone like maybe Aloma taking more shots. Mm-hmm. She, I don't know. She's, I mean, good at passing, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wish she, you know, someone like her would kind of start, sorry, um, taking more shots and driving. I think she, I've seen her drive a few times, um, some fast breaks, but I'd like to see someone like her start getting some more points. But I think, like we've said, Corey and Emma, they've been right there already. So I'm sure they'll continue. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you all. It feels like Emma Torbert is that third person. You know, she she rebounds the ball fairly well. Um, when she's on, you know, she could really, okay. she, she when she's shooting the ball well around the basket, uh, she could really do a lot of damage, like looking here um, on, 
I think it was the, I think it was the Portland state game where she had, yeah, she, yeah, she was seven for 14 from field goal range. So shot 50% and up scoring 14 points for the Wildcats. You know, that leads to the Wildcats scoring 85 points in that one. And then also shooting three of nine from three. Um, when she's there, you know, making those contributions, like the Wildcats will be very, very difficult to beat. Um, but yeah. uh, I think maybe uh, another player that we should keep our eye on as the season goes on. Uh, and this is just thus far, it's not necessarily like a, Oh, you look at the stat sheet and this jumps out to you, but just me watching games and seeing kind of who is all over. Laura Taylor has kind of caught my eye because she's yeah. always, when, when she plays, she plays with a lot of energy. She plays with a lot of gusto. She's trying to shoot the ball. Right. And I look at that and I go, she's trying really hard to make an impact. And uh, you know, she's just a freshman. Um, and I think she's originally from Australia, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, she's from uh, Ballarat, Australia, uh, junior, but I think that there's an opportunity for her to kind of, um, I think there's a chance for her to kind of maybe be that, be that other person and kind of maybe, maybe be a person who contributes more. Yeah. Well, and she was two for three in the Portland game, right. Of three point shots. So I think that of a team that we've talked about, doesn't throw a lot of threes. If she can keep a percentage like that going, I think she's really cementing kind of her spot in that starting five too, you know? Right. Because I mean, Corey Pencer is a senior this year. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. she'll, I think probably be graduating um, at the end of this will probably be her final season. And so with that, I mean, there's that, that leaves a spot open for somebody to be that, that shooter for the Wildcats. Yeah. And um, very obviously could be Laura because then she will be a senior herself. Um, Fair bit of experience under her belt. Um, Maybe an opportunity to start depending on how things shake out, but uh, could be her as well. But I, I think I agree with you ladies that, Emma Torbert is kind of that third person for the Wildcats now. And if, if she could have continue to have games like she did, you know, staying out of foul trouble against Portland state, being able to continue to be on the floor and shooting seven of 14, I mean, that's, that's just great. Right. Like yeah. if you can shoot like that and uh, contribute 14 points for the Wildcats along with, uh, along with rebounds, then it's going to be a good night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to talk a little bit now. Uh, we talked about, you know, the, the one, two punch. I want to switch now, talk a little bit about the Portland state game. Um, we mentioned this in the interview with Darren Hickok about hashtag Rhonda, right? Jaden Matthews kind of told us about the defense and, and the whole mentality that goes with that, you know, Rhonda Rousey. And so hashtag Rhonda, she showed up early and the Wildcats allowed just 22 points in the first half of this game. I mean, just great defense. I want to ask you ladies, you know, watching the game, what did you think was the key to such a dominant defensive performance by the Wildcats? Cause it, it sure was. I think like we talked a little bit about before rebounds are key, right? Being there to get the ball off the board or they were there um, and, and did quite a dang good job. It was fun with this game. I was at the volleyball game when we heard the final score and we were like, wait, wait, what? The final score is 85 for Weaver State. <laughs> yeah. And just consistently when I went back and watched it later, like just consistently did well. Um, and, and I think that rebounds are such a huge part of that. Rick, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's just they're finally meshing. Um, and now I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> um, just kind of like what we talked about, rebounds. And I think they're finally putting it together, finally. <laughs> you know, like good passes, finding the open person. Um, it's just they're finally coming together, honestly. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. And I just went and looked at the stat sheet, 23 points off turnovers. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, That's awesome. Because even like, I thought the NAU game, it was like six points off of like 13 turnovers or something like that. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, in that category, they were way better. Yeah. (laughs) Finally. (laughs) Another statistic that stood out to me, um, in the Portland state game was 25 assists by the Wildcats Mm. sharing the ball exceptionally well, you know, passing it around, getting it to the open person, you know, hitting shots, especially in the paint. Like we talked about 52, I think is the number 52 points in the paint in this one. I mean, just an absolutely dominant performance, finding the open person, you know, backdoor cuts uh, to get behind the defense, you know, shoveling the ball over, getting easy layups at the rim, shooting those high percentage shots. I mean, the Wildcats shot 56% in this game from field goal range. I mean, when you're shooting 56%, like good things are going to happen. Um, I wanted to, see, I wanted to ask you ladies, like, do you, do you think that it was more just finally settling into the system or do you think it was just a function of the opponent that they were playing and just the scheme that day allowed for more touches? I mean, I guess what I'm asking is, will we see more of those kind of assist numbers? Because I think that they're a recipe for success, obviously. I hope so. Yeah. Well, and I think it goes to what we were even talking about last week, right? I think this is a team that's learning as they go and we're seeing them make adjustments mid season. Last week, we talked a little bit about what what we'd like to see is them taking that extra second to set themselves and take a shot. Now, the reason that they were able to do that this week might be because of the caliber of the team that they're playing. It might also be in review and film. They saw some of the same things that we saw and took the extra second to set their feet. I think we're also starting to see the team really play together. We've talked to two players these last two weeks who are talking about how the team is meshing this year in a way that they just haven't before. And I think an assist stat is just kind of the best way to speak of that, right? Like you're not having to take the shot yourself. You're thinking about your team. Like Darren said, you know where they want the ball pass. Like that kind of synergy has such just amazing potential as we go throughout the season. And it felt like uh, they're learning and meshing even more. But once again, we'll see in these next few games to see how much that sticks, to see how much of that is really a function of the team that we played. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think, I hope that they're meshing and that's why. And I mean, I think I heard that Portland state had lost like three in a row for, and this was the fourth loss in a row or something like that. I'm, I can't remember, but, um, but like we've said, just finding that open person, taking one more second to real, find the best play instead of just trying to force it. Yeah. I mean, uh, Obviously things were, things were working for them because you were hitting those shots, getting it going down, checking that really quickly to wonder, I I hadn't heard that, that Portland state was sort of on this losing streak, checking it out right now to kind of see how they, they, they were doing. And yeah, you're absolutely right. They were on one, two, three game losing streak and the Wildcats handed them their fourth and then, uh, (laughs) yeah. And then they'll see Pepperdine on Friday night, which probably going to be tough. Uh, Uh I don't know how good Pepperdine is, but I mean, could be, could be tough. But yeah, last, last thing I wanted to talk to you ladies about on this one before we go move on to the next segment was uh, rebounding. Wildcats absolutely crashed the boards in this one. Uh, they doubled up the, the Vikings, grabbing 43 rebounds to their 21. And I wondered once again, like, is this just a function of the opponent that you're taking on? 
Or is that something that can be replicated? You know, Wildcats getting in there, digging out balls, getting extra possessions and, and maybe, you know, trying to get putbacks, high percentage shots at the rim. Um, what, what are your thoughts? It's Rhonda. Oh. Yeah, it's about being great. I mean, there's no other, there's no other. <laughs> Hashtag Rhonda. Yeah. Brooke, your thoughts? I, I think it can be replicated. I mean, the rebounding has already been a million times better. And this was another awesome example of that. And I think they'll be able to replicate it throughout the whole season. Mm. Hope so. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think the number of rebounds. So once again, this is somewhere where Darren and Jaden are leading the pack in terms of rebounds, right? They're leading in terms of points. They're leading in terms of rebounds. So the two of those certainly go hand in hand sometimes. Um, but when you look, they're the two highest, you know, numbers of rebounds. I don't know why I can't use words today. And and both of these last two games, um, I, I think, and they're laying out for the rest of the team, right? When your team is focused on defense and that's what you've talked about and then listen to Darren say how she practiced, how to react. Like, I think we're seeing that play out once again, just like I said to the last answer, I think we're going to see in these next few games, what that looks like again, to see how much of this is team versus how much of it is the team really meshing together. But if you can see that the team is focused on defense and how it's playing out and rebounds. Yeah, certainly. Well, we'll be looking forward to these next couple of games. Like we said, the Wildcats will be taking on Colorado State Wednesday night on the road in Fort Collins. Um, I don't know if that game is on ESPN Plus. Uh, we'll talk about it at the end of the show. I, I wrote it all in the notes. but And then uh, Saturday back home against Tarleton State in the Purple Palace. Um, but let's um, let's move on to our game because I've got some uh, I've got I've been looking forward to this. We've got a game for you ladies called Fact or Whack. I've got some um, statistics, maybe not statistics. I guess we'll find out. And we're going to let you determine if they are fact or whack. And so the first one, Wildcats currently boast the third best defense in the conference. Is that fact or is that whack? Whack. (laughs) Okay, Brooke says it's whack. (laughs) I'm going with fact. Okay. And she's going with fact. Let me, uh, oh yeah, it was right here. Okay. So number three defense in the conference right now, overall, it's actually whack. The Wildcats uh, are actually the fourth best defense, but they're only slightly behind. Like it's almost a log jam right there. And then Montana far and away, um, at, you know, only giving up 53.9 points a game, but the Wildcats giving up 61.9 Northern Colorado, just ahead of them. Number three, 61.3 points a game. And then Eastern Washington, 61.2 points a game. Wow. I mean, yeah, I mean, they're right there, right? Rhonda <laughs> is definitely, and then there's a huge gulf. The next closest team, fifth, Southern Utah, 67.9, uh, 67.6 points a game. So right there, I mean, definitely good defense. Not number three, number four, but still so close. I feel tricked that you don't. Yeah, well, that's, how, that's how factor whack works, Jessica. <laughs> Let's go to the next one. Uh, what I've got for you ladies is Emmett Torbert has the best free throw percentage in the big sky. Is that fact or whack? Fact. Jessica says fact. What about what about you, Brooke? Fact, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. That's a. I I guess fact. (laughs) It is fact. Yes. 
Kenneth cool. Herbert is 16 for That's 16 awesome. on the season. That's a hundred percent. And uh, there's only one other. There's a uh, Allison Kirby at Idaho. She's also, uh, she's 18 for 18, but she's only played oh. in six games. Uh, but yeah, hundred percent. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. So amateur we're shooting the ball well at the free throw line, leading the conference in free throw percentage. I feel like she should maybe have a little more than 16 on the seat. Well, I guess it's early <laughs> for being a. Yeah. So, I mean, love to, see, love to see that number go up. I mean, obviously she's yeah. presence down in the paint. Yeah. Uh, next, next uh, statistic. I'm going to call it. No wildcat is in the top 10 in minutes played this season. Is that fact or is that whack? Whack. It feels like whack, but Jaden has to be up there. Yeah. Okay. Both of you saying that it's whack. Isn't that right? Yeah, we're united mm-hmm. front this time. Yeah. On this one, it is actually fact. Yes. No wildcat has, let's see, the closest. Oh, wait, wildcat, it's a fact? It's a fact. Yeah, that's true. No wildcat <laughs> is in the top 10 for minutes played this season. <laughs> what, what's, the, what's number 10's minutes played? <laughs> 10's minutes played. Uh, her name is Jacinta Buckley. She averages 32 minutes a game, played 129 total in oh, four games. But uh, hmm. the next closest, Corey Penser, seven games, average, uh, she has 217 minutes. That's 31 minutes a game. Uh, she's number 15 in the conference. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. So, I don't like this game at all. Well, I like, <laughs> I think that what's nice about this statistic is the fact that the Wildcats are getting it done while giving the bench ample opportunity because there are a lot of young yeah. players coming up behind the seniors and like Aloma Solovey and Corey Penser. And then, of course, we talked about Jaden Matthews, the junior, and Darren Hickok, the junior. Uh, and then I think Emma Torbert. I have to check. I think she's a junior as well. But uh, there's, you know, there's obviously this veteran group of leadership starting the games. And then the the bench is coming in with a lot of freshmen, with uh, freshmen and sophomores, opportunity to kind of grow. And uh, they're they're getting their opportunity to play. And so I think that that bodes well for the future for the Wildcats because, yeah. I mean, they're getting their chances. They're getting their reps. And so when it's their turn to step into those leadership roles, they'll be ready. Mm-hmm. All right, ladies, final, final statistic I have for you tonight. Weber State has the best rebounding defense in the big sky this season thus far. Is that fact? fact. Is that whack? I, I want to <laughs> vote whatever Brooke votes. So I'm going with that. So Brooke going with, you see, you both going with fact. Mm-hmm. But you fact. asked us to confirm. So now I feel like. Yeah, yeah, it feels Thank you. <laughs> Right there, right there. So the Wildcats are actually number two in rebounding defense in the conference behind Northern Colorado. Northern Colorado averaging 30.6 rebounds a game um, given up, while the Wildcats are slightly behind at 32, giving up 32 rebounds a game. So uh, rebound defense has gotten uh, pretty good, I'd say, Uh, especially offensive rebounds. The Wildcats are number two in the conference at 13 a game. That's right behind Southern Utah, who is averaging 13.6. They're right at 13. and so. Um, and then they're number four in the conference for defensive rebounds. So rebounding the ball really well, giving themselves opportunities for extra possessions, uh, leading to success early, especially playing that good defense. Finally. So that was factor <laughs> whack. Give, your, give yourselves a pat on the back. It was a, it was a tough game, but we had a good yeah. time. I think. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about the upcoming games. Uh, Wednesday, December 8th, like we talked about, Wildcats will be in Fort Collins taking on Colorado State. Um, I didn't really find any streaming information and I don't know what Mm -mm. this conference does. So we might just be SOL on that one, but then Saturday, December 11th, 
Like we said, Wildcats will be back home in the Purple Palace taking on Tarleton State from the WAC. They are... That game starts at 12 p.m. It will be on ESPN Plus or show up to the D. Been a lot of conversations lately about showing up to the games. Everybody <laughs> says they want to, you know, we want to see more fans out. Well, here's your opportunity. And I think that the secret here, don't necessarily just show up yourself. Bring some friends. Bring a couple of friends, you know, support uh, support the Wildcats and uh, be loud because this team's turning the corner. Then Saturday, December 18th, uh, Wildcats will be facing New Mexico State. In the Purple Palace, that game will also be at noon, be on ESPN+. Plus. I personally will be in attendance for that game. I had told uh, Darren that I plan to go to Tarleton State. I won't be in town quite yet. We're coming We're coming to town on December 14th. So the 18th, that Saturday afternoon, I will be in the Purple Palace. So Weber State Weekly Day at the Purple Palace for the women's basketball team. Come hang out with us because we'll be down there. Brooke, are you going to go? I'll be there. Yeah, Brooke will be there in her seat and I will sit, right. be sitting nearby. <laughs> Uh, and so it'll be a good time. So come hang out with us. Weber state weekly day at the women's basketball game. Come hang with me. Come hang with Brooke. Jessica, you want to hang out with us too? I, I do. Totally. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All three of us are going to be at that game. So you should be too. bring your friends. And then finally, Tuesday, December 21st, Wildcats are taking on Pacific in the purple palace, 5 PM. The app didn't say it was on ESPN plus, but I'm assuming since it's a home game that it's going to be on ESPN. Yeah. Plus. So that's the upcoming schedule, ladies. Uh, we'll wrap up the show like we usually do. WeberStateWeekly at gmail.com if you want to get a hold of us. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter are all places where you can reach us as well on social media. Patreon.com slash WeberStateWeekly if you want to become a patron and support the work that we're trying to do here. And then finally, we got the blog, WeberStateWeekly.com. Uh, we've got some content coming up. Um, going to be interviewing some recruits coming soon. That content will be available to our patrons first before it is available to the public. So if you want to get in, you want to get the scoop on some of the kids that have committed to Weber State. Also, signing day is coming up for, I believe, football. And so uh, a lot, a lot of, uh, a lot of recruits coming in the pipe soon. Uh, we'll be talking to a bunch of them. So if you want to get that content first, become a patron, Weber State Weekly or patreon.com slash Weber State Weekly before it goes on our blog at weberstateweekly.com. All right, ladies, we're going to wrap this one up. Uh, appreciate you taking some time. It's now time to go watch some volleyball. Uh, we'll wrap it up like we usually do. Weber State, Weber State. Great. 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 Go Wildcats. Oh! <laughs>